stand by while NCLA cuts through the noise to signal abuse of administrative power. This is Administrative Static with Mark Chenoweth and John Vecchione. Welcome back to Administrative Static. He's John Vecchioni. I'm Mark Chenoweth. Welcome to the program. Uh, John, we uh, we have been uh, involved in a case, uh, it was called Harper v. Rettig, against the Internal Revenue Service. It's now Harper v. Werfel because the uh, IRS commissioner has changed from Charles Rettig to Daniel Werfel. Uh, but we've been involved in this case for a while, and and the reason is, is because it's... it's uh, it's the procedural history here is quite convoluted, and we haven't talked about it for a while. So let me just rehearse for our listeners uh, what what happened here. Uh, the Internal Revenue Service unlawfully seized our clients, uh, James Harper's financial records, uh, and thousands of others from a cryptocurrency exchange, and it was Coinbase uh, in this case, through the abuse of a John Doe summons. And they did this without notifying the account holders uh, and so there was no way for the account holders to contest the summonses. And the way that, that a John Doe summons uh, had worked, or you know, usually works, or is supposed to work, if I want to think of it that way, uh, is that the IRS might go to somebody like Coinbase with a John Doe summons and say, hey, we need to know the names of your account holders, because if we know the names of your account holders, then we can uh, figure out whether they've paid taxes or not, and then then they might have individualized suspicion to uh, pursue individual account holders who maybe haven't filed their tax returns, for example. But that's not what they did here. They, you know, they got both the names and the financial records of all of these folks, and they initially sought. Uh, and I can't remember the number off offhand, John, but it was tens of thousands, maybe over a hundred thousand records that they sought. And the court, uh, and, and this was in an ex parte proceeding. Even the court said. Uh, which means that only the government was there. There was no one there to oppose it. Um, the, uh, the the judge said, "Well, you can't have that many," but gave them like ten thousand records or some you know some still very high number. Uh, and again, this is without uh, any indiv- individualized suspicion as to any of these folks to believe that James Harper or anyone else had underreported uh, their income or failed to pay their taxes. And it just because they held cryptocurrency. That was the only fact that they had about any of these uh, folks. And so, you know, we, we had filed the uh, opening brief back in Oct- on October 13th of, of 2023. We just filed the, um, the reply brief uh, in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the First Circuit. But this case had started in the U.S. District Court uh, for the District of New Hampshire. And... Uh, and we had had lost the the district court had said, well, no, you can't bring this kind of action against the IRS because you're interfering with the collection of taxes, kind of kind of thing. And and it, that is and and the, it's called the Anti Injunction Act, and it is the I hate it so much that not that they that it exists, but that they cloak it over everything they do. That's right. That's right. If you sneeze, they're like, aha, the Anti Injunction <laughs> Act forbids you from sneezing. It, it, yeah, it really they really do try to use that as. As a panacea or a silver bullet for every every piece time of you litigation. sue them, exactly. Yeah, and so so John's right about that. But the uh, 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 so 
but then that went up to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the First Circuit. And you know, somewhat fortunately for us, while that case was pending at the First Circuit, a separate case uh, that was in front of the U.S. Supreme Court came down with somewhat uh, different fact pattern, but where they said, no, 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 the Anti-Injunction Act isn't as isn't as broad as you think it is, IRS. You're not actually interfering with the collection of tax. In fact, uh, Mr. Harper doesn't owe any taxes, so it can't be interfering you know, with the collection of tax, or you're not alleging that he owes any any taxes. You have no proof that he owes any taxes. He can, you know, he can pursue this Fourth Amendment uh, complaint against you uh, in federal court, not a problem. And so then that case got sent back down uh, to the U.S. District Court. Again, uh, the first judge died, uh, if I remember correctly, yeah. John, and so we had a new judge. Uh, in the case. And then the new judge dismissed uh, Mr. Harper's lawsuit in May of 2023, ruling that he had failed uh, to state a claim upon which relief can be granted, which, you know, I I don't know. uh, Sometimes I don't understand how district judges think about these things, because it's one thing to, you know, to go all the way through the trial, hear all the arguments, everything else, and conclude, you know what, I don't buy it, or you know, here's where I di- differ with you on the law. But it seems like they're, and I don't know if it's docket clearing or what, but it seems like they very early on in these cases that where there's a whole lot of information, I mean a ton of information, that the government has done something wrong, they like to say very early on, oh, no, 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 you can't assert that claim. And I find that really frustrating. So anyway, we're up at the First Circuit again, uh, asking for it to reverse that decision, remand the lawsuit to the district court, and frankly, address the agency's egregious violations of Americans' rights on the merits. Because you can't, uh, look, what, there's a statutory argument here about the John Doe summons issue, uh, where Congress has specified when you can and can't use John Doe summonses. And by the way, the IRS has been a repeat offender on this, and Congress has gone back a couple of times at least to say, no, you're still doing it wrong. No, you're still doing it wrong. And to and to clip their wings and cut back, you know, on what they're well, doing. And Mark, what if they decided? So here it's crypto, right? Yeah. But um, next time it's going to be people who use AI to make their investments, right? Yeah. And that or time debit after, cards all the time, or, or, something. or let's say someone gets in and just says that you know we think rich people are always evading their taxes. So anybody who has an income over one hundred fifty thousand, we're going to subpoena all their bank account records without telling anyone. I mean, there's or, no category. There's no limiting principle. Or people who have uh, businesses that deal in cash a lot, like restaurants. Right. Like we think that you're not reporting all your income. So exactly. we're just going to seize all of your financial records without any individualized suspicion, without any tip, without any uh, you know, indication that, that you're uh, you know, reporting less than, than other people in the same region or, or what, what, whatever the case may be. And so uh, you know, just to give a little bit more background on what happened here. So it was in November of 2016 that the IRS issued a third-party summons uh, to Coinbase demanding that, that it turn over the financial records of, of hundreds of thousands of unnamed customers. Then uh, on, and, and it did so. And so there's maybe problem one, but we're not suing Coinbase here. Uh, they did have a contract though. I think it's worth noting they had a contract with Mr. Harper about uh, not turning over records. And um, and, and that's an interesting issue in itself. Maybe we'll discuss it another time, but whether or not contracts trump the government action, because the government will come after you if you reveal things sometimes. Yeah. That you're, so that's an, another interesting question. Yeah, it is. And, you know, didn't didn't slow the IRS down here. And then once they had, you know, all these records, they sent a threatening letter to Mr. Harper stating, we have information that you have or, or had one or more accounts containing virtual currency, but may not have properly reported your transactions involving virtual currency. Well, 
that was an empty threat. Um, you know, Harper had filed his his tax returns during the relevant period uh, properly and had reported his income from his Coinbase cryptocurrency transactions. And and you know how the IRS should have known that, John, because he filed tax returns with the IRS. <laughs> detailing all of his his cryptocurrency transactions and the taxes that he owed on them. So, you know, not only were they sloppy in on the front end of this, even after they had the information, they just decided to send a form letter to every freaking person that they had, you know, gotten the information from. They didn't bother to cross-check their own IRS, you know, records to see whether or not uh, you know somebody had filed their taxes or not, or so it appears that they that they didn't uh, do that. Uh, and so, you know, here we are with uh, you know, several years down the road since we filed this initial lawsuit, uh, as I say, a case all the way up to the Supreme Court. We've, we're up to the First Circuit Court of Appeals now for the second time in this case, and we still haven't had a court rule on whether or not the Fourth Amendment, the two questions, I guess I started to say this earlier, there's, there's the statutory question about John Doe summons, then there's the Fourth Amendment question on unreasonable searches and seizures of people's papers and effects. And for the Founding Fathers, John, Papers and effects were, there's a very serious, I mean, the Fourth Amendment was very, taken very seriously by the founders because this was the kind of thing that King George III and his agents were doing. They were coming in and seizing all of your, your papers without any warrant or any suspicion. And the, and the founding fathers said, no, 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 the government can't do that. Well, uh, you know, and, and in those early days, by the way, they even said, you know, it's not just that the government can't come in and seize stuff. They also can't demand that you bring it into the government. Right. Like they can't just say, you have to give us your papers. No, because there had to be individualized suspicion. There has to be a, uh, a warrant that a, that a judge, an Article III judge has looked at and said, there's reason to give a warrant for you to, uh, you know, to, to, pers- to allow the government to pursue this investigation. And that's gone none by of, the boards in all of this. None of that happened here. None of that happened here. So, uh, so instead of that uh, sort of regime, we have this... Uh, this John Doe uh, summons again. We think uh, violation of the statute. But if you know, but but at the least, uh, I think that there's a, a the idea that there was a failure to state a claim here upon re- which relief can be granted. I think is absurd because there's been a statutory violation. There's been a constitutional violation. Mr. Harper is clearly the right person to assert it. So is the reason is the third party doctrine? Why, how do they say there's no? Yeah, well, I, uh, I don't have the district right. judge opinion in front of me, but my recollection is that that they had ruled that he had failed to state a claim because uh, be, essentially the IRS had done what it needed to do in order to right. uh, you know, satisfy the terms of the of the statute. Ah, um, but uh, I just think that's it. Well, first of all, I think that's a misreading uh, of the statute. It's a very generous interpretation of what happened here, uh, and uh, you know, and I don't know. Well, and I, I think it's inconsistent with the repeated efforts of Congress to cut back on right. what the IRS uh, has been doing uh, in this area. And it ignores what I was just talking about in terms of the historical importance of the Fourth Amendment. Uh, these are clearly the kind of financial records and papers that are protected by the Fourth Amendment. These, uh, And there isn't a third-party doctrine here that would say, well, he voluntarily gave this to yeah. Coinbase, and therefore he doesn't have a privacy interest. No, there's pretty good precedent on that too, saying, no, no, this is still private sure. bank kind of information. So we'll see. Hopefully the First Amendment, or excuse me, the First Circuit will take a look at this uh, issue and we'll send it back to the District of New Hampshire and say, hey, let's take a look at this on the merits and not uh, just try to 
get rid of it by saying that, uh, that Mr. Harper has failed to state a claim. We'll be back with more right after this.